control If the sky is pink and white If the ground is black and yellow It's the same way you showed me Nod my head, don't close my eyes Halfway on a slow move It's the same way you showed me If you could fly, then you'd feel south Up north, getting cold soon But where it is, we're on land So I'm someone to hold true Keep you cool when it's still alive Won't let you down when it's all ruined Just the same way you showed me Showed me You showed me love Glory from above Regardless, dear It's all downhill from here In the wake of a hurricane Dark skin of a summer shade Nosedive in the floodlines Tall tower, milk crate It's the same way you showed me Cannonball off the porch side All the kids trying off the roof Just the same way you showed me You showed me You could die and come back to life Up for air from the swimming pool You kneel down to the dry land Kiss the earth that birthed you Gave you tools just to stay alive And make it up when the sun is ruined That's the same way you showed me Showed You showed me love I think my song of the week I'll start with like a Pride Month I'll also start with an artist that, ha- that has had to come out and deal with like backlash and all of that I'll start with like Frank Ocean this one's called uh, Pink and White from the album Blonde a lot of my friends that like Frank Ocean uh, dislike my take on the on the Blonde album which I think is the <laughs> I don't like that Frank Ocean album but I do like that uh, track in particular Let's just say yeah. I love Beyonce's vocals on that song. R- really? Just the Beyonce vocals? I mean, come now. It's the Queen Bee. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm not doing that. It comes to Beyonce, I respect her and all of that because she's B. But, like, I, I uh-huh. love Solange's vocals more than B's voice. Okay, let's fight. I'm at Malkins. I'm ready. <laughs> 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 oh, you were back home for Bush. No, no, I was not. I, 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 I don't do those anymore. Safety and shit. Whoa! <laughs> do you mean Bush was safe? I mean, did you not read? Apparently, there were attacks on gay people already over the weekend. So oh, I, that's well, why I, so... I don't do. I don't do outings. I don't mean bushfire. I'm gonna love bushfire. I support what they're doing. It's great for tourism for the country, but I just don't do events like that anymore. I keep it small. There was an attack on like gay people. Yeah, you should check Jeez. out. Um, I mean, I can send you the the newspaper clipping on your email. Please, please do. Um, I'm actually on leave these days, so I'm trying to not like consume any news. Um, because I'm always trying, I'm always consuming news even when I don't want to. But I think this is not the note I'd like to start. This is depressing. I'd like us to get on a much more positive note. 
So let's introduce the sex and start the conversation already, yeah? Or oh, this yeah. nice yeah. tease you want to get out the way. Oh, no, no, we straight, we yeah. straight. Okay, welcome to yet another fantastic episode of the Open Word Podcast. My name is Busiso Tlami. Those that know me call me the pan addict. I'm never alone. I'm with my boy Sakes. What do you do, my nigga? Yo, kambaganjani dao. Steady chilling, my G. Um, in this special episode today, we decided to have uh, Melusis Melane of, of Eswatini Sexual and Gender minor- Minorities to have a conversation around homophobia, biphobia, t- transphobia, and every and everything that includes the rights of uh, people that are preju- prejudiced because of their sexual orientation. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Melusi. How are you doing? I'm very well, my brothers. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, Melusi, we, when we initially got in touch with you, we, there, was, there had been a ruling by the High Court um can you kindly just please explain to us what you guys were trying to do and what the ruling was and why you guys have um issues with it and what it meant um and what it meant for me um thank you very much for the introduction i think uh it's, it's 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 important that i start by you know setting the record straight i founded an organization called eswatini sexual and gender minorities in 2019 um, but last year, in 2021, I took a step back. So I'm no longer running the organization. So I'm now just a board member, a chairperson of the board, because I took a job with the Southern Africa Litigation Center, which employs me now. And the nice thing is that the Southern Africa Litigation Center supports Eswatini Sexual and Gender Minorities, which I will call ESGM, in this litigation that you are talking about. Now, with that context in place, because I don't want my new executive director thinking I'm, you know, taking his spot here. With that context in place, in 2019, when we tried to register the organization as an NGO, if you don't know, NGOs in this country are registered under the Companies Act, which is yes. um, under the Ministry of Commerce. Of Commerce. So, you go to the registrar who is the administrative authority responsible for registering all companies, all NGOs, and anything organizational. So when we went there to register an NGO under Section 17 um, for the purposes of promoting and, and advocating for LGBTQ rights, basically human rights for people who are sexual and gender minorities, the registrar decided not to register us as an NGO. He cited that morality, the culture, and also cited the fact that the country still criminalizes uh, consensual same-sex intercourse. What that means is that for gay men or just for men basically to have sex is still a crime in this country. Now, it's worth noting that this country has never arrested anyone under that act because it's a problem to arrest people for having sex because they usually have sex in private so the state has no power to get into your home and find out what you're doing so there's that predicament with that act so it's just there they're not using it because it, it, it's unusable because of the issue of privacy but they are able to deny us other human rights using it so <clears throat> so when he denied us registration we then took him to court where we were saying look you are denying us our right to freedom of association as citizens of this country it took us uh, over one and a half months for the high court to come back with the ruling that was very 
I, I don't want to say disappoint. I mean, disappointing, sure, but I don't want to, you know, do the bear of dooms news because I personally read that judgment and I thought, well, it sort of opens us up to broader conversations because first and foremost, the judgment affirmed our rights. The judgment spoke clearly, both the majority and the minority judgment, because it was a full bench of three judges. So the two mm-hmm. judges, which was the majority, denied us registration, and then the minority said actually that the, the register was wrong but they all agreed that we do have rights as citizens of this country unfortunately they then said we can't be registered as an, as an organization because of the criminalization so that was the issue that we had with that judgment but i'm happy to announce that we actually filed an appeal last friday because the court's rules in this country are that you have to file an appeal within four weeks failing which then you you lose the opportunity to appeal so we did find an appeal citing how we found that judgment to be a problem so we wait to hear how the process goes so that we can go to the supreme court of the country okay, okay. uh Melissa, for, for for the sake of those that um did not get an opportunity to read the ruling can you kindly just please refresh our memories on the dissenting view that was um dissenting ruling rather that was being given by Justice Mapanga. Yes. <clears throat> so so the dissenting judgment by Justice Mapanga, which I found to be fantastic personally, um, he he decided not to go into the, the merits of our argument because the merits of our argument was on the, the human rights aspect of it, where we we were saying the registrar is wrong because he 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 misread and mis and misunderstood what the constitution says number one but number two what the company's act says about his job and his duty so we were saying he has literally broken the constitution and and, and failed to uphold and, and, and afford us our rights but what justice mapang of judge mapang rather said was that putting that aside there is an issue here which is administrative, which is procedural. So Judge Mapanga says that the registrar failed to do his job because on the papers that were filed, because with, with, with civil cases like this and constitutional issues, there's a lot of papers that are being filed. So Judge Mapanga said that in the filing, something bizarre happened, which should not have happened, which is that the Minister of Commerce, he himself admitted on affidavit that he made the decision that we should not be registered. So Judge Mapanga said that that is wrong, that is unprocedural because it's not provided for in the Companies Act. The Companies Act empowers the administrative authority and the administrative authority in this case is the registrar of companies. So Judge Mapanga was saying actually this is wrong and therefore should not have happened. So Melusi, you're telling me that the <laughs> The Crown Minister, in this context of Kobe's being Minister Mangoba Kumalo, um, mm. left all issues that have to do with executive, and got into the nitty gritties of a registry of the registration of Eswatini sexual and gender minorities. Oh, absolutely, and I can even uh, put that into better context and say that he usurped the powers of the registrar. He actually took away the powers of the registrar of companies by actually deciding that he should be the one to make that decision. And this is actually recorded in the court papers. And this is why Judge Mapanga's um, sort of dissenting judgment or minority judgment was very scathing in that there is a procedural issue 
at the ministry where the minister usurped the powers he even slapped them with cost which was very uh, funny for me as someone who's read a lot of judgments to see that sometimes when a judge slaps with with cost it shows how unhappy they are with something that you have done that is absolutely wrong so the minister of course decided that he should take over the power of the registrar and decide not to register us so we must be so important to him i suppose six are you listening to this mm. this is crazy so he decided to take the power into his own hands and say no absolutely why why do you think and that that's is? that's it that's just what because it's the political, I mean, because, it's a political yeah. because it's a political thing right and if his ministry would have to put myself into the shoes of the minister if the organization was registered and as as um i read the majority ruling judgment right melusi and what also um judge lamini was arguing and if i'm not mistaken right. it was judge mamsi um what she was yeah. saying was as long there's a lot of things that make sense but there's also the mm-hmm. rules of the land that stand so it me- it means if the registrar continues with granting you guys uh, your wish it means they might then be seen to be um decriminalizing same sex in the mm. country right and but it isn't their role to do so and that but, isn't but, their but the role pro- to do so but the problem with that the problem with that my brother is that uh her lordship herself is misguided which is why we have even appealed to this ruling because and i mean i mean who am i to say the judge is wrong <laughs> but that's what we're saying in our appeal filing that she is actually miss 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 i'm trying to find the right word here but we are saying she's misguided in in arguing that if she were to order the registrar to register us as an organization she would intend be be, be decriminalizing because our argument is clear to her lordship is that we want our right to freedom of association we want an organization to be registered for the sole purpose of advocating for the rights of people who happen to be lgbtq now the issue of what these people might be doing in the bedroom which she argues what they might be doing is criminal is neither here nor there funny enough on our papers we say to the courts that if the government hate so much what we do in our bedrooms then by all means they must go ahead and arrest us we say that and she says on her judgment that she finds it ludicrous that we say that because we should have argued that we don't agree but i think and again it's going to come up on our appeal i don't want to discuss the merits of our appeal i can only discuss this judgment course, because it's course, now out there for the public it's now, it's but now I, I can i can I, I I can summarize that we 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 were dealing with freedom of association and we were not dealing with the criminality or whatever they may call it because if you ask me personally I don't even agree with that criminalization but that's a story for another day the issues that were being raised in her court on her lordship's court was the fact that we were denied our right to freedom of association as to what we do because to me this thing is like saying if I suspect that you might be uh drinking and driving at some point in your life then you do not have a right to buy a car it doesn't work like that <laughs> the laws and actually international law doesn't work like that the the, mm. the the domestic law the rule of law generally doesn't work like that you can't go on the assumption that oh we can't sell this person a car because they might drink and drive 
if the person drinks and drives, then by all means arrest them. But the person has a right. I mean, of course, no one has a right in that sense to buy a car because, I mean, I don't know why I'm using that example. But I, I, I suppose you get the point that I'm making. Okay, Melus, mm. you make, you make, you make, um, you mention international laws, which is something um, Judge Mapanga also mentioned in in his judgment, right? Where he said, in the absence of certain specific laws, the country or he advised that it would. He he thinks it would be best to then adopt um, international practices because, especially because our country like subscribes to um, some of the international laws and so forth. Can you explain that to our audience what that means exactly? I I, I mean, obviously, uh, Judge Mapanga's uh, dissenting judgment was very technical, and it was quite informative and schooling for lack of a better word, to me as well. But I think what, what his lordship was uh, alluding to is the fact that what the state, what the Attorney General was arguing is the fact that our constitution, for one, does not speak to, when it comes to protection against discrimination, our constitution does not speak to protection against, uh, protection against discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation where the, the Attorney General even cites the South African Constitution, which deliberately states sexual orientation. So I suppose what uh, Judge Mopanga was alluding to is the fact that in such instances where there is no uh, sort of jurisprudence and there is no statute in the country that addresses such issues, when it comes to human rights, it's, it's, it's advisable that we follow international human rights practices. And in this case, he cites things like the ICCPR, not even going into those things, but something as universal as the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which speaks to the protection of all and all being equal under the law. So what he was saying is that it does not matter that our constitution does not cover particular demographics because you must also understand that the law evolves as well as human as well as humanity evolves True. what is covered True. in our constitution today might not be covered for for the generation of 100 years from now and what that means is we must constantly learn and constantly unlearn as society mm -hmm. and what what and what his lordship mapanga was saying is that at the end of the day what's fundamental is international human rights law which talks about protecting and respecting uh, yeah, I wanted to take it back just like um, for those, for someone who might not know at this point, um, I'm, I'm actually a little um, confused about it. It's the LGBTQ plus community, right? Um, mm -hmm. Could you just take me through what each of those letters is? I know the L is lesbian. I, well, I'm assuming. Lesbian, <laughs> gays, uh, bisexual, uh, transsexuals, What's the Q? Transgender. Oh, oh it's transgender. Transgender. Okay. What's the Q? Yeah. Queer. Which uh, is the umbrella queer. term? Queer. So, okay. So, uh, what, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a queer theory scholar, but queer usually is just an umbrella term. Historically, historically, queer was used as a Gay. as a negative, as a negatory. So, okay. the queer the queer community has decided to reclaim that word it's like the n-word in american culture in black american oh, culture oh. where 
some black people have decided to reclaim that word but in some corners it might still be an offensive term but generally and broadly a lot of queer persons have decided to use it as an umbrella term so that it avoids the confusion of trying to box people or label people okay okay um q plus what's a plus um, again, <laughs> I'm not a scholar of queer oh. theory, but it, 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 it depends. It depends on, on, on what people decide the, the acronyms mean. Because if you go to some places, it is just LGBT. If you go to some, it's LGBTQ+. If you go to some, it's LGBTIQA+. So it's a, it's a variation of sexualities and gender identities, which, again, I'm not a scholar. But I think the plus, in most cases, it means and everyone else who is not represented in this acronym but who falls within the ambit of the queer community by being sexual and gender minorities okay hmm. um melusi why was mm-hmm. it or why is it important for you guys to be registered as an as an ngo what what why is it so important um why is this like very important for you guys i mean <laughs> I, th- I think you just told me that they're not well, arresting you you told me they're not arresting you for what you guys do in your bedrooms so maybe uh, you might ask so why are you guys pushing towards this why are you why is it so important for you guys to be recognized i think the the the, the reverse question my brother would be why are we being denied registration isn't it mm. are mm. we being denied registration because no one is arresting us and where's the logic in that? Because okay. if I'm if I'm being denied to register an NGO, then you should also be denied to register an NGO. Then we live in an equitable and just society. But the mere fact that we are denied some rights, which other pockets of society are afforded those rights, there lies the problem. Before we started yeah. the conversation, we were before we started the conversation, we were talking about what happened at. Um, after bushfire i mean to be fair it did not happen inside bushfire it happened oh. down Masani road and it was reported in the media where some of the bus conductors attacked queer people and then you ask yourself why are people attacking other people for the mere fact that they are queer it speaks to the culture it speaks to to the attitude of the government and it speaks to mm-hmm. how society feels empowered to harass how society feels empowered to marginalize and malign because they know if i were to beat up melusi where is melusi going to report me right because if melusi would go to the police i mean i'm, I'm not going to cast aspersion on the police but likely the police will start by asking me why are you gay or make fun of how I'm dressed or or whatever. So I, I don't know what the situation might be, but I can tell you that there are people who are continuously being bullied in schools without protection mm-hmm. because the state will not recognize queer persons so that we can start having conversation about creating an enabling environment for all citizens of the country. Uh, queer persons are not being given opportunities in the jobs market and if they are, they almost always, almost always, mind you, have to hide their identities. Otherwise, they won't get uh, promotion opportunities. I mean, I, I, I must say there are some companies and organizations that are very progressive, that they allow queer persons to come and work for them and shine. But it's, 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 it's an exception if that happens, isn't it? It's not an open 
thing where anyone can be arrested in spite of their sexual and gender identities people so i've mentioned schools i've mentioned the jobs market people can't get land because they're queer right because they will be forced to have some sort or some form of marriage before they can access land it, it's, it's it's a lot of it's a myriad of issues that queer persons have to grapple with when it comes to the state itself sometimes we're denied access to to the health care of this country because we're queer so I heard it speaks to how we continue to be sorry I heard the painful story sorry to cut you off I had the painful story of trans people in the country and they were um mm-hmm. just complaining about how their identities right if maybe they go through these um surgeries and what not but then their identities are still of their former I don't want to say former selves but if I do it's not meant to offend anyone but then they they don't have access to such things as being able to change their IDs to their identities that they want to be right which then gets into the issue of them not being able to access like basic services such as health and their right to education and and and, and that is just one part of the bigger conversation an important part need i say but it's 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 just one part of the bigger conversation where people are continuously being denied their rights and their dignity and we are supporting uh the conversation around gender markers with the home affairs and the minister of justice and constitutional affairs because we believe that it's 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 high time that people be allowed to identify as they wish without being forced into particular corners because if you if you understand what gender is gender is a spectrum gender is not binary this whole idea that gender is just man and woman is ludicrous <laughs> gender is 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 a spectrum it's it's it's, it's infinite okay belusi if you don't mind can you take us through your own personal journey to try and and, and put um emotions into this of growing up in a country where being or being being straight is the only thing that's type of that sort of being allowed right take us through your personal journey of coming out um how your family your friends society how has that journey been and how have you managed to keep yourself together through through this process wow thank you very much for asking that <laughs> you're really making me feel emotional because not a lot of people usually ask me these type of questions i i i i always um try to remove myself from the work and just focus on the bigger picture but it's not been easy like for to, me i mean i like to humanize melusi sorry I, li- i do like to humanize because most of, most of the times we have these conversations on high level policies and what not right and we forget to humanize and you are also a gay person yourself so that's why i'd like to put emotions into it so that you express to our audience in an emotional way why this is important gay i am <laughs> thank you for saying that um yeah it's 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 not been easy it's 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 and you know sometimes people have this outlook idea or this uh presumed assumption of who i am personally as melusi where they're like what is melusi even complaining about he's like living his life he's like in and out of the country he's in new york he's de- but i'm 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 everywhere because i'm doing the work because if i don't do the work then i will continue to suffer and also if i don't do the work then 
my lived reality will flood my brain and who knows what I might do with my already alien mental health. Um, but growing up, um, so I, I never I never really knew what a closet is. A lot of people talk about being in the closet. Personally, I never knew what a closet is because number one, I didn't even know that I was gay. One thing I knew was that I was different. People were calling me names, you know, being raised in a Christian family where no one talks about their girlfriend or their boyfriend. So who was I to want to talk about my gay life, right? But when I was now about to finish primary school, people were calling me all of these funny names that I didn't understand because being in a Christian family, you're not even allowed to watch TV past some time. You can only watch some particular program. So you're not exposed to know what's going on and what you're all about. But after grade seven, I decided, no, look, let me do some research about what these horrible names people are calling me and then i started reading some books and i was like oh okay there's something called homosexuality and gay and lesbian and actually it's funny because that's who i am so that's how i found out who i was i went into boarding school at high school and you know i thought i was brave enough to talk about who i am only to find out that i was actually setting myself up to be a victim um i was sexually assaulted twice and it was it was not easy you know because I had thought these were my friends and I, I thought I was just opening up to them. And it was after the second sexual assault where I really realized that actually being gay is not funny. <laughs> you know, it's really tough. And then I, I you know, it, I just, I just lose, lost my brain and then I, you know, started being exposed to other gay people and then started to learn about other people's hardships, you know, besides my own hardships, you know, being sexually assaulted. And yeah, I think from there on, I just decided, look, I'm just going to focus on, on trying to contribute towards social justice so that queer persons cannot go through what I went through. And to tell you the truth, it has cost me a lot. The people that I finished high school with today, they've got homes, <laughs> they're driving fancy cars because this was a long time ago. But to be honest with you, I just got my degree. Uh, last year i went to pick my certificate uh um, yesterday day. <laughs> thank you and and it's funny it was funny looking at my certificate and i was like fuck i could have got this thing a long time ago but i couldn't because in part because of my sexuality but mostly because i have always like focused on the work so that meant deferring some learning so that i can focus on the work that i'm doing but I think at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's always been about creating a better world for the children and the, the generations that are going to come after us because we've already suffered, we've already seen enough suffering. And if we can do something to make sure that the children that come after us don't suffer the same fate, then I'm happy to do that. Oh, okay. Otherwise, it is, um, lonely. it is lonely out here <laughs> as a gay person in this country, I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah, man, we, I can imagine, I can imagine. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned, um, that, uh, gender isn't binary. It's not just female and, um, it's not just female and male, right? Walk me through what that actually means. Uh, so, so female is sex, right? Female and male, that's sex. That's not gender, isn't it? Okay. So I think that the, the crux of it is, is is being able to tell the difference between gender and sex. And I suppose the misconception is because, 
you know, if you go to, let's say, for instance, the, 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 the forms that you have to fill up at the border gate, they always ask gender and people always put F or they put M, isn't it? And, mm. and that's mm. the problem because that sort of misconstrues one for the other and people always use these two interchangeably and they shouldn't because your sex is your biology like when you were born the doctor just looked at you and saw the anatomy sometimes if they can't see the anatomy properly they can check the what is it called chromosomes that's the biology that's sex that's female that's male or intersex because there is a third um sex um definition there which is called intersex which we can talk about another time but when it comes to gender gender is a self-identified sense of being and and then this is not a dictionary description this is just what i think gender is you can sort of look into the dictionary to understand what gender is but gender really is about your sense of being and what you feel you identify as based on the societal structure that you exist in um th then with that definition comes the whole notion of uh, being masculine and being feminine and these things again they're a spectrum because sometimes someone might be said to be masculine but if you talk to them and you get to know them better you start to see some traits of some femininity and that in itself gets to show you how this thing is a spectrum it's not just binary so you could be on the further end you could be right in the middle you could be on the other side so it depends on how you as an individual uh, feel your sense of being is and your sense of identity is so that is why also there is something called gender identity which is when a person decides that my gender identity is men or women or non-conforming or non-binary and a lot of other new terms that are coming up with with people deciding that actually this is my gender and then there's something called gender expression and gender expression is usually how people express themselves for instance i can make an example and i don't like doing this but frankie is a friend of mine <laughs> so i can always use frankie as an example like if you look at frankie the way that he expresses himself people might think that's feminine that's a woman but no that's just a gender expression it's how he expresses himself but if you talk to frankie and you ask him what is your gender identity frankie will tell you i am a man <laughs> because that's his gender identity that's how he feels inside of him so i mean i don't know i think that the crash course on what gender is and what sex is would be that and then the rest i would invite your listeners also to do their own reading because the truth is the human species is a most is the most dynamic of all living organisms we are so dynamic we're changing every day information therefore changes every day mm, see because i've okay. always thought that um sex and gender were like interchangeable that it was basically the same thing no it's it's not that's where the learning has to happen. Uh, Melusi, as you were taking us back, you mentioned um, a lot of things in passing that I don't think should just be mentioned in passing. Your mental health ailing. Um, you're mm -hmm. from a Christian family. And you also mm -hmm. mentioned loneliness as a person <laughs> who's had a journey with, <laughs> with mental ill health. I could relate to mm -hmm. a couple of those things. Um, yeah. Saying you come from a Christian background and 
how did this affect your relationship? Of course, if you're not comfortable sharing this on a public platform, you can just say no. But how were your relationships affected in terms of your relationship with certain friends, family members, um, and so your 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 faith, your people from church? If you say you come from a Christian background, how were your relationships affected, and how did this affect your mental health? Um, wait, wait, sorry. Can I just like? Can I just like narrow it down just to begin with? How was your relationship with your parents once you, quote unquote, mm. came out? I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, funny in it because my parents died when I was very young. Oh. My dad died when I was nine, and my mom died when I was eleven. So that's why I'm always like, yeah, fuck this whole thing of coming out. I never had to come oh, out. Oh, you to never had to do that. <laughs> yeah okay. however i mean of course we we african we've got extended family um and to be honest i don't think i ever came out i mean i did have a conversation with my uncle who became my guardian after my dad died because you know someone had to take care of me in terms of school fees and shit like that i did have a conversation with him and it was a very cordial conversation where he was like yeah, yeah just focus on your school blah 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 and you know don't focus on that <laughs> and i could tell that he was a bit uncomfortable but to this day we still talk when i was in new york i left my car with him and i went to pick it up uh, this weekend and we we cool we cool it's like it's one of those things where you know if you're in a family and there's something that you do that your family knows that you do and your family doesn't approve but they know that they can't change you like i mean i can make an example of like drinking alcohol some people live in families where alcohol is a no-no but they know that you drink alcohol but you know it's, it's so it, for me it feels like that i know that i can't compare who i am to just an act of drinking alcohol but it's how i have felt over time i feel like i love my family they love me and that's all that it has to be i don't have to invite them in my journey and okay. but how is it dating how is your dating been because i think maybe my lucy that's where it gets tricky for a lot of people right ideally when mm. you date you do want to show who you dating to your family members they got to make you know <laughs> family events and stuff like that so right. in your case it's never gotten awkward in in in, in anything of that sort i mean have you ever introduced I mean, anyone any like any family <laughs> or ever or been introduced anyone? and and your partner's family was just not having it <laughs> Um so funny my 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 ex introduced me to his mother and his sister in 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 Johannesburg which was very funny it was interesting but I have never introduced anyone at home because first of all I don't want to give my grandma a heart attack thank you very much <laughs> I, yeah. I love my grandmother very much and I would <laughs> but I think but I think it I Look, it's 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 some of these things that contribute to one's ailing mental health, right? Because you you want to introduce your family to people that you love, but you're conscious of the the entire you know situational and assessment or analysis or like the circumstances or the I don't know. It's like it's hard, man. Yeah, it's you hard. look at the but, situation, but you're I, like, Ish, this might not. Yeah, and I, mean? I, I dated my for the situation. Like my my recent ex, we dated for like over five and a half to six years, and I remember there was this one time. 
Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? It's a long time. But okay, go on. Sorry. Yeah, we 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 were we were doing it shame, and it just it crashed at some point. But anyway, so I remember this one time. I think it's two Christmases back. He had come to Swaziland, and he was at my flat with me. But of course, on Christmas Day, I have to be home. You know, we traditional like that. We, you know, yeah, Demakaya, how it is. Yeah, you have to be home. Yeah, and for some bizarre reason, I think two days before Christmas, I think my uncle and his wife had seen me at a Zulini the Gables with my ex, and they didn't even say anything. But when I was home on Christmas, and it was like four or five p.m., I was like, "Okay, guys, I gotta go back." Blah blah blah. And my uncle's wife was like, "Um, Lucy, let's give you something so that you can, you know, take with you." And I was like, mm, "What do you mean, take with me?" And they're like. And so they were like dishing up, and it's like, mm, "Does your friend like this? Does your friend like?" I was like, "What friend are you talking about?" Mm. And she just kept giving me this look. So I was like, "Shit, they must have seen me." And then you know, months but later, they told me. Exactly. So they were like, "But still, I don't know. It's it's just it's not that easy, you know. It's not that easy because there's a lot of barriers that one has to break before you get to that. It's like there's the talk, you know." That has to happen before you get to that. And do I want to have the talk? Maybe. Is it gonna cost me emotionally? Yes. Do I want to pay the price for that conversation? I don't know. I think I'm too old to just, you know, carry on with my life without involving my family in some aspects of my life. But I do love my family, and I'm happy, you know, with my relationship with them. But it's 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 not easy. It's very it's very lonely, and also, you know. <laughs> the whole thing of like finding partners—that's not easy in a country like ours. I mean, forget the country because I travel a lot. I, I do a lot of work. Are you in therapy? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. Yes, How? When? 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 When did your therapy journey start? Actually, it started too late because it started in January. <laughs> But okay. it's, it's it's never too late. It's it never too late. Yeah, it's been very okay. great for me to be able to. Number one, learn how to express myself and learn how to be comfortable with my failures and my weaknesses. So it's been, it's been really. I think also the reason my part, my ex and I broke up is because of therapy. But because you know, oh, I, 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 I know, I know. I, mean, I found, I found a new sense of. Being and you know, I I I, I found myself. And you're like, hey, my nigga, I am not. Yeah, hey, my man. nigga, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't no, take it. I I'm I'm learning to love myself, and I can see what I need and what I don't need in my life. So and I don't need you. I'm not just say. But not just say that my my ex is not just say my ex is a horrible person. Maybe I am the horrible person, but you know, mm. I have to like let them go. Yeah, it's mm. not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> exactly, and it's the truth this time. It's not the movie thing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Oh the yeah, it's thing. always the truth. Trust me, man. It's, it's how we get the check. Baby, it's okay. not you, it's me. <laughs> I think I need some exactly. work. Mm, exactly. I can't you know, you to, you. Yeah, I'm trying to do some internal work here. Uh, Jesus Christ! Basically, me, me Lucy, with with, with that, I uh, I was. I was trying to get us to explore the institutionalized homophobia within within our society, especially mm. because because of the traditional setting in Swaziland. I mean, mm. I, I want to ask you, like, in terms of um, 
things like getting land you know gangwane was 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 in nation land where you know what i mean that becomes i would imagine that's a tough conversation um with you guys in mm. the community and how are those situations and what what conversations do you guys have amongst each other can you please share some of these stories of how you guys are affected in in serious things such as owning land being able to have a, a right to representation i mean we've never had a legislator in this country just come out and express that they are of you know which sex and i think please put us into perspective with regards to that representation um land like serious conversations like that it's it's not it's not easy to i mean you make an example of not ever having someone to publicly come out as as gay um i remember i remember the first time the newspaper wrote that a uniswa student comes out as gay and i was like whoa did they really have to do a headline like that because i had just had a conversation with a journalist at a workshop that we were doing and i mean sure the journalist was like oh so you're really gay and i said no you're sure i'm gay and then i had a conversation with um bingo i don't know if you know bingo mm-hmm. um i can't remember which year this was it must have been 2015 and I, i was having a conversation with him it was like yo man like for real it's like we've never had someone in this country to like just come out and say they're gay because he even made an example of frankie and i was like i mean frankie is famous but frankie has never actually said in his own words that he is gay you know so i was like huh that's interesting and then i started to actually realize that it's not easy for people to publicly acknowledge who they are i mean even if in today's sitting parliament there were someone there was someone who identifies as queer it won't be as easy for them to come out because things like this whole court battle that we are having and we're having a court battle over something as basic as the right to have an organization and there's nothing wrong with having an NGO there's like no law that says you can't have an NGO because you are assumed to commit a crime but it's it's the institution is the institutionalized homophobia which is often state sanctioned and on when it comes to land i mean it's only fair that we we, we acknowledge that the rules or the the customary laws that that, that guide and 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 manage and govern how you access land in this country are not clear for instance you can go to samini pagati and as a woman and you can get land i mean i have friends who have gotten land in not not gay friends like just women who are not married but are just working successfully but they've been able to conda but there's this notion that you can't conda as a single person you have to have a wife or if you're a woman you have to be married or at least have a son blah 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 so it's 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 complicated like that but if you were to dare come as a queer person and then try to conda it's going to be two times harder and what that has meant if at all possible is that sorry if at all possible if if at all possible right and what that has meant is 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 that people tend to be forced into marriages where marriages of convenience and that's a very painful thing that affects the mental health of one the gay person but also the poor woman who now has to get into this marriage unbeknownst to the fact that this is a marriage of convenience and think about the children that have to come out of that marriage where 
there's this you know cycle of uh, harmful mental health and it's just so painful i have friends who have had to marry because number one they're trying to get land but also i've had friends who have had to marry because of societal pressure i'll make an example of a friend of mine who got married because the family got together after the father had died and said look umpagati has said because there's only one son who's a son to the father then he has to be married so that the land can be kept in the family otherwise it would have to go to babelumane so that babelumane then becomes like the sole owner of the land but you know for the family and this mother was saying to him look you know your babelumane does not like us you know his brother's wife and kids so yeah, if he gets the land it's family politics right and and this guy was like shit i mean i i really need for my family to continue having this land because they're farming it's it's it's, it's an economic you know means of survival and they they in a marriage to this day they in a marriage of convenience and it's painful it's it's really painful and think about how happy a life this person would be if they did not have to do that it's sometimes i just i i i can't even put it into perspective because you need to hear the people themselves tell you what they go through every day i personally feel like i'm privileged because i'm able to for instance seek psychological help uh, i'm i'm able to just live alone in my flat and just lock myself in i've got wifi i've got everything that i can ever need and then just you know remove myself from the noises but there are some people who don't have that luxury and it it, it it hurts that we have to constantly fight for something as basic as human decency and dignity and human rights but you know we have to because Jesus. you know that right to dignity boy that right to dignity yeah, yeah. hurts mm. oh damn okay Uh, uh how do we how do we live in this up um <laughs> this up, there's man. no way like he up. just spoke to me like that that when i always watch uh melusi um you know the those talks about um how pride month came to life i mean the stone mm. wall thingy in in new york or oh, you were in new york recently so as a as yeah. a pure person do you, do you ever like have conversations <laughs> or go to sites um about the stone wall to 1969 okay i don't even okay for 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 someone who does it cuz i don't know what the stone wall is what is the stone wall <laughs> uh so stone wall inn is a the it was a it was a restaurant sort of spot in new york very famous at the time to be mm. frequented by queer persons and at the time this was like back in the 60s okay. it's at the time where you know homosexuality was criminalized thanks to the english who had colonized new york <laughs> um because you know historically the, the criminalization of homosexuality is a legacy of the english because they colonized almost a third of the world but anyway that's a conversation mm. for another day So it was frequented yeah, by queer much. persons and 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 the police you know would always attack queer persons like they would just like everybody knew it was an open secret that that's a spot for queer persons sometimes the police would come sometimes they wouldn't and when they came everyone knew that they would bash them and they would have to run for cover you know and whatever until at some point in June 
1969 uh, i can't remember which day it was uh marshall p johnson uh, a transgender woman of african descent love my african sisters and i can't remember <laughs> the name of the other queens <laughs> Of course, you got to love your African queens. Um uh, and then the other transgender woman who is of Latin descent, I can't remember her name. I mean, it's sad that I can't remember. I always remember Marshall P Johnson because you know, she's African American. They decided that you know what? F this. Like no. They decided to to pelt the police. They decided to fight back and throw stones. That's why to this day we talk about that stone that was thrown that started the motion of pride today and that started the motion of the queer activism. at least for our part of the world because in Europe mm. for instance the queer activism had been going on for years so that is that is what birthed pride and they decided to fight back and it was it was disastrous people were shot people died but yeah, it became it something so lesser for over it became days mm, mm, mm. it became something so memorable that to this day we still celebrated and yeah while i was in new york i mean i was i was in new york for school so <laughs> i did not have much time to sightsee but i did go to 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 the to the stone wall in the very spot unfortunately they denied me entry those fuckers <laughs> because <laughs> why this <laughs> thing is this to always get himself in trouble damn <laughs> no 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 it was it was a stupid thing so you know when you when you're in America you can't get into drinking spots or bars without ID because you need to prove that you are over the age limit but for us foreigners we don't have the state IDs right so we have to carry our passports but Who you can't carry a passport, passport all the time right the right. same thing it's so, the same problem i have here when i'm trying to buy alcohol if you ask me for my passport i'm like yo do you think i have this in my pocket like fam Exactly. Exactly. So so what you do you put it on you 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 take a screenshot of it right so you just carry it on your phone. So mm. some places they will let you in. Some places they will give you trouble like no no you must carry it because when you just scan it blah 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 but it's okay you can. So I had the trouble with so ill they were like no I was like look who's going to carry a passport on a Saturday night in New York it's like past 11 p.m. like hello. So they're like no sir please we can't I'm like you know it's like yeah. but anyway Damn. so yeah um that's really this area um okay uh i yeah i'm very clueless on a bunch of these things right um mm-hmm. what is a transgender person <laughs> a transgender person is um so this is going to be very difficult for me because my sisters are always teaching us of better ways to put it but the simplest way that i would put it and apologize in advance if i offend some of my trans sisters is the fact that if i as melusi am born and a doctor sees my anatomy and says i'm a male and then as i grow up i i i have this I mean, as as i'm continuing to live my life i i present as a woman my gender expression and my gender identity and then i get to a point where i actually come out and affirm that I am a woman in spite of my sex then that would be called trans woman because you know transitioning and what's what's important to note is the fact that I don't always have to have the medical procedures for me to be called a trans woman sometimes it's yeah, just that's what I thought I mean not sometimes not sometimes actually it's enough for me to just say I'm a trans woman 
and that's all that matters whether i want to you know have hormonal therapy whether i want to you know have the medical procedure is a conversation for another day but once i actually affirm and say that my identity is woman then i'm a trans woman which is why what we do now in meetings or when introducing ourselves to people it's important that you mention your your, your pronoun because you don't want to miss I was gonna get into that also. yeah um okay okay and, and a trans and a trans mm-hmm. man then would be the opposite so okay so so just uh, quickly quickly walk me through uh the 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 medical procedures for like for the yeah just yeah educate me. i think i i think the medical procedure would be a, a personal thing for particular individuals who decide to do it but usually it would be hormonal therapy where because if your anatomy and your your chromosomes you know I don't know if it's called chromosomes or what not. You're producing testosterone in your body. Like mm-hmm. me personally, I am producing testosterone. And I'm saying I'm a woman and I want to correct. I mean, I don't know if correct is the right word. But I want to not have testosterone being produced in my body. Then I will have hormonal therapy where I'll take some oh, estrogen that will then give me estrogen. So that's hormonal therapy. But some people will go as far as having surgical you know procedures where for instance they will remove some anatomy in their body or insect and so because you know everything is biology and therefore it can be manipulated to present what we want or what we feel comfortable with it's like if you have a beard and you don't like the beard and you're tired of shaving it you can take some hormonal therapy to make sure that you don't grow a beard or if you want a beard <laughs> you can't grow it you can, you can take some hormonal therapy and make sure that you grow a beard so it, it just works like that it's about making sure that you have a body that you are happy with um okay and okay. then uh the the what's this thing the 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 surgical procedures see i've always thought that it's only it would when it comes down to um surgical procedure it would only be a man who can undergo that because in my mind i think i, I googled it one time where it would be like they remove the, the the penis and then i don't know how but somehow through through <laughs> a lot you have to know of, how yeah. To. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but somehow through a lot of things happening then that man would then become a woman I, th- i hope i'm saying it correctly I, i'm not trying to offend anyone but yes so um is there like a is there is that is there like a surgical thing for women where a where mm-hmm. where a, a, a female yo this thing is very confusing but where a so female best, now wants to the first to... way to say it, the first way to say it, when a trans man because that would be a trans man right transition to man Okay, if they are yeah. born and the doctor said that you know they are female but they are saying they are men so they can have surgical you know procedures where you know the doctors would do the right thing and remove the the, the chest and you know i don't know i also um melusi you have traveled do you feel safe in your own country than in other countries or do you feel safe in other countries than you do in our country you said earlier when we when when we got in this conversation hey i don't go around um, don't go anymore out. i don't attend e- events as much 
Is it because of safety? Uh, it's a, it's a bit of both, Sa- but safety primarily. Um, I don't know. I'm saying both. I think it's because of my broader human rights work. Because, like I mentioned at the beginning, I now work for Southern Africa Litigation Center. And okay, what do, as you, an uh, what do you do? What do you do there in totality? Please, can we now also get into that? What I do at Salk Southern Africa Litigation Center? Yes, please, sir. Um, <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> I, I, I lead a, a portfolio on civic rights. So civic rights would be like your right to information. Like, for instance, if the government is arresting journalists or the government is shutting down internet, like your right to associate if your government does not want NGOs to be registered, which is the same case that we have in Swaziland with ESGM or the, 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 the NGOs bill that we are seeing in Zimbabwe. Or basically, if, if you guys were following the African Union summit that just concluded in Equatorial Guinea, yeah. where terrorism. they all agree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, because they're going to say, ah, terrorism, terrorism is and, financed by and, foreigners. And, and, <laughs> and the funny thing is, and the funny thing is, it's it's noble that the African Union must, you know, do something about the terrorism because it's a real threat that we're facing as an African continent. But the problem is that some dictators will then use that so that they can target political dissent and silence political activists. So that's the problem that we're facing. And my portfolio is dealing with those issues. And because of that, it, it sort of kind of puts me in a peculiar position where I can't just, you know, be at Solani's every day. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> first of all, yeah. the, the amount of information that is on my devices, if my cell phone is in my pocket and then it gets stolen, I mean, sure, it can be locked remotely, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, 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 the reason I'm saying both is such issues where it's professional and career-wise, but then the flip side is that I'm a queer person and I can as easily be a target. So I and not just being a queer person, I'm a publicly known queer person. <laughs> and you know that puts yeah, me in well, the reason I was asking that was in do you feel maybe safer when you're in other countries where maybe you're less known than when you are back home? Oh for sure, for sure. When I was in New York at school, I mean nobody knows me and nobody gives a damn or a flying thing about me because who are you? <laughs> so it's about it's, it's a bit safer, but still you know, as a queer person, I can't say I'm a hundred percent safe because just because you're in New York doesn't mean if queer persons are being attacked in New York. So, you know, my, my identity follows me everywhere I go. When I'm in Johannesburg where I work, I mean sure I can go to some places, but there are some places that I'm just not gonna go as a queer person because it's just not safe for me. So yeah. I don't know how to answer your question of is it safer here or anywhere else. I would just say that the whole purpose of the job that I'm doing is to create a safer world for everybody. But unfortunately, at this point, the the world that we live in is not safe. As a <laughs> black man, it's safe for you to be anywhere because of you know, racism. As a, as a woman, as a black woman, it's definitely not safe to you to be outside your house. I mean, worse, it can be dangerous even in your house. So I don't know how to answer questions about safety because what is safety really and what is security? Damn. 
But yeah, man, and congratulations because you're working in South Africa, and South Africa has a very robust civic society, at least. And so, big ups, and hopefully, you guys are gonna change the world bit by bit. <laughs> But how? One how day at a time. You just made me think about it when you mentioned the African Union. We haven't had an oh my word, any leaders. Um, how many African leaders do we know that are like pro? Um, pride in terms of support supporting the LGBTQ LGBTQ I mean, community like that. Ramaphosa. <laughs> Ramaphosa uh, is pro is pro queer rights really? but of course he is he's always talking about queer rights blah 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 but that's just oh. talk shop because in his country black lesbian women are the target of unimaginable harassment violence sexual and otherwise so it's, it's it's i think i always say it's not enough to have a leader that protects you as a community or as a demography what's important is to have laws and policies that actually ensure that protection and have a society that is well informed and well educated and well sensitized so that okay, they can do we know have a country how... that's progressive do we have a country that's progressive in our continent in terms of um right Botswana I think there was a case in Botswana recently I'm not well informed on it but um there was a case that was going on in Botswana yeah they they decriminalized um same sex intimacy so that was great because they went to court they won in court we actually as sulk were supporting that we won okay. in court and the government decided to appeal that that judgment and mm. it went to uh, the, the the highest court of Botswana and the highest court a full bench of judges unanimously decided that of course the high court was right that you know same sex intimacy must be decriminalized because what's the point of criminalizing what people are doing especially if they are consenting adults and they're doing whatever it is they're doing in their bedroom you know So that was really great. But I mean does it make Botswana a safe space for queer persons? I mean maybe, but I suppose the point that I'm making is that there is almost always so much more to be done. South Africa has the most progressive constitution when it comes to the protection of queer persons in the world by far. But does it make it safe for queer persons? We always hearing of queer persons being killed. It's a question of doing the work every day so that people are educators so that people are sensitized so that people are aware of the lived realities of others so that uh, you know compassion and empathy and love and tolerance and acceptance and you know it's a continuous work mm. all right okay cool um um i've got i've got my 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 questions covered six do you have any more questions for me lucy uh Nah, I think we'll, we'll probably have we'll probably have you again on for a similar conversation. I think I have I'll have my questions down uh, more articulately next time because my questions are wild. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll have we'll have we'll, we'll yeah we'll have a better conversation next time. So for now, all right, cool. Thank you. Uh, thank apologies you for, for, the, for continuously postponing. It's 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 been a hectic you know couple of weeks. No, it's okay. It's okay. We just we 
<clears throat> we are we are happy that you finally you know were able to give us the time we appreciate it sure so yeah thank you so much uh for joining us once again this was our conversation with Melusis Melani of Eswatini Sexual and Gender Minorities. Around um, Pride Month, we celebrate and we advocate for the rights of our brothers and sisters and everyone in the in the in the society, man. Because it's 2022, dog, and it's sickening that people are still stigmatized for how they identify sexually like who are you i never get these things like why would you assault another person for how they choose to or who they choose to um have or have love with or how they identify sexually it's just sickening and prayers and love to all those that have lost relatives or family members because of violence and stigma against um persons of the lgbtqti community so for me, your boy, the pen addict, aka the hood Shakespeare and six, we are out. Uh, yeah. Okay. My song, my my song is by um, Kendrick Lamar, and it's called Decoys die slow, you can detour to heaven stairs So walk inside L's dungeon, I just might derail something They pussies, I smell something You dish on the daily niggas, you pushing up daisy I push the gas on Mercedes, nickel. Came in this game with a rolly chain and a dream Became reality, made some casualties, my chopper scream And now we dumping out the roof Drive past guns, blast, shooting up the charts too. Uh, me KDOT, put DNT inside my suit. Uh, walk inside the label, struck a match and then I blew. Now we dumping out the roof. Drive past guns, blast, shooting up the charts too. Uh, me KDOT, put DNT inside my suit. Uh, walk inside the label, struck a match and then I blew. Niggas that thought that good kid gon' flop, or I might go pop, or your bitch won't drop. Need when my shit drop. Y'all too infatuated with the fucking numbers Which make it easy for me to divide and conquer I come from Compton, we ain't have it all Smoke a spacing inside the cafeteria hall And I'm putting fear in you all See your skeleton shaking Jump out your body, you Ricky Bobby until you're naked Y'all pray to God this week I be putting up bombs I pray to God this beat is good enough for Sean <laughs> If not J. Cole, your shit is trash Well at least my opinion just made everyone laugh this is where we at, I guess it's entertainment I guess this is speculation making a classic came with If I ain't have the patience, I'd probably self-destruct Real people want real music, the jig is up Your worst fears confirmed We love this, we crash and burn The real is back, K-Dot, it's your turn Take your victory lap King Cole, salute and cop this on Can't catch you As the skies fall and the wind is calling Stand for something to die in the morning the city hell, King Kendrick Lamar. The world hell, King Kendrick Lamar. And now we dumping out the roof. Drive past guns, blast, shooting up the charts too.